Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Holy Spirit Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Vincent G.L. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in on this Sunday morning. We have a wonderful show uh, scheduled for you this morning, and um, a show really uh, dedicated to ownership and wealth. Not the type of ownership and wealth or generational wealth, as I might say, that you may think, but but we're talking about the type of uh, ownership and, and generational wealth that actually starts with our children. And so often, many uh, black folks or people of color have you want to phrase that uh, we spend so much time and effort on gaining gaining wealth. You look at every any any in every social media network and there's somebody who's um selling um credit repair. <clears throat> every time you learn every time you, you look around there's somebody who's advertising selling helping you fix your credit as well as trying to recruit you to find other people to fix their credit. And there's nothing wrong with uh, credit repair because we know we, we need um, a good credit to obtain uh, things that we, we may need and um, businesses we, we may want to open later on in the future. But yet, we have so many culture vultures that um, look like us. Instead of, instead of non-African Americans, these, these, are, these are your own people that are using culture to pimp and sell their own people. And, and nevertheless, I title the show, Generational Wealth is Not in Our Bank Accounts or Business. It's in Our Children. The late uh, but great Dr. Miles Monroe, he once did a lecture telling us to not to own anything. And it took me for a loop for a second, and yet I realized what he was saying is that our first priority is in the future of our legacy, and that is our children. Ownership and capitalism has crippled our minds and our planet, that the slogan has become every man or woman for him or herself. So we're going to dive into this today, this subject, and we're going to see what we can come up with, what kind of resolution are dealing with this dilemma. So ownership. Dr. Dr. Miles Monroe, again, he did, did a lecture, and he talked about ownership being of greed and corruption. You, you look around, when you look at all these uh, billionaires, you really think they, they became billionaires or multimillionaires uh, being legit? I mean, let's be real. Bill Gates got his ideals not from innovation, and, and his own uh, uh, creativity, he basically stole that idea of Windows when he worked for Apple. <laughs> and, and and Apple, they had a computer system because their whole idea was about building computers, not apps to 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 um, to assist in the computers, just building computers. And when and when Bill Gates uh, got the job at Apple. Uh, after he quit college, by the way, he went to work for Apple. 
he noticed that they had all these different apps and that word and processes, but but they called it blocks because because they were all in block form and format. As far as all, you know, all the things that were already created by the, these uh, texts who were much smaller than Bill Gates. And so Bill Gates eventually left the company, and he he, he went on with, with, with uh, uh, a friend of his, a uh, high school uh, a buddy of his, and they created, and, they, and, and he realized, man, you know, if you're going, going to build a computer, then they're going to need apps to run them. They're going to need word processing, Microsoft. They're going to need um, PowerPoints and, and, and so forth. So all he did was he focused on making the accessories for the computer, and he called it Windows. And never gave Apple the credit and took all the credit. And there's some other things he did along the way, but yet he, he sits there all humble and square with his little sweaters on like he's some geeky little white boy. No. He, he he was a low-down trifling dude. He still is. I don't even want to get get into, you know, he's building this billion-dollar uh, 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 machine that blocks the sun because it, it's affecting uh, Caucasian people. He's also the the the, 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 uh, the father of, uh, of vac- vaccinations, particularly in Africa, him and his wife. I'm going to find out the vaccinations are, are, are sterilizing uh, the African women and causing detriment and harm and diseases to the black children. But that's a whole other story. My whole point to, to say all of that is that ownership sometimes brings sickness and disease. It corrupts your mind. It makes you paranoid. What's that wealthy guy named uh, Howard, Howard Hughes, I think his name was? He was paranoid before he died. Man sitting around his house, butt naked, naked, not bathing for, for for months, in a corner, because he never had enough money. I got a lot. I got a lot to play today, so I'm gonna go into this this video real quick. By um, our dear brother, if I can, um, I've been having some, some issue by Dr. Miles Monroe, and he's talking about ownership and, and wealth. Here's Dr. Miles Monroe. And um, I was trying to play that video, but I'm, ha- I'm having some technical di- difficulties uh, with this computer at this time. I don't know what the shortage in it or something. But, but nevertheless, uh, he went on talking about how the system is built on culture and on, on ownership and how that ownership um, relatively it, it alters um, everything about who you are as a person. And people, they 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 thirst for it. They they they, they strive for it. hell. They steal for it. <laughs> and 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 in many cases, um, ownership. Um, another another lecture he did. I, I, I he was talking about ownership as well. He was giving the analogy, or, or rather, that was Dr. Claude Anderson. He was giving the analogy of ownership, and he was saying you own nothing on this planet because when you when you own a bank, I mean, I mean when you when you own a, a home. And if you, you pay the home off, you're still paying property taxes. And that's their way of saying 
you don't own this home because if you don't pay them property taxes, what, what they do? They take that damn home from you. So ownership is, is a deception and an illusion, so to speak, particularly with black folks, that you think you own something, and here it is, you own nothing. So amazing, man. So diabolical, and yet so amazing on how this thing uh, is uh, it's set up. You know, as Dr. Claude said, it, it makes you think you're a part of something, and in actuality, you ain't part of anything. And and and, and what's the worst case of this uh, problem is that we're leaving our children behind. We always talk about leaving a legacy, leaving a legacy. If we don't protect our children. As Michi X said, <laughs> you won't have nothing to leave, nothing to leave behind. And there lies a problem. We're spending uh, so much time focusing on getting the bag, get the bag. All, you know, all these new phrases we got now, get the bag. And as I always say, while you're getting the bag, the white man is at the bank handing you the damn bag. But, but, but that's because you have a small, you have a small mindset. Get the bag. Who want a damn bag when you can own the bank? Makes no sense. You got celebrities saying that. You, you got to get the bag. You got to get the bag. I don't want no damn bag. I want what's mine. I want the whole damn thing. You look around. The question that Dr. Claude Anderson also brought up was you, 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 you look at all the, uh, the majority of our celebrities and entertainers and athletes who played play ball in, in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. You, you look at them now, fast forward, and most of them are broke. If they didn't, if they didn't become TV announcers or, or what have you, uh, you know, most of them are broke. I, 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 I read this article dealing with Sean Kemp, former basketball player of the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, um, well, I forgot the name of Seattle, um, well, the, the basketball team, Seattle. And, 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 and nevertheless, uh, the Supersonics, Seattle Supersonics. Uh, but nevertheless, um, he retired in 2003. And um, he, he he had a bar, sports bar that he opened up, I think, around 2000. In one or uh, two thousand and five, yeah, two thousand and five, he 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 had enough money to open up a restaurant. He, and I mean, a, a sports bar. And lo and behold, he in, ended up closing it um, back in twenty fifteen. And um, now he's he, he's um, working a part time job, and he, he also he co owns another um, a deli or so forth, uh, still still up in there in Seattle. He just, he just one of one of thousands. And then you look at uh, our brother who um, who plays for the Washington Redskins, uh, the running back, um, that um, people are clowning, which I don't think they should clown him, you know, um, but um, this brother, um, he played for um, Minnesota, and then he moved on to, to the uh, uh, Seattle Cardinals in the um, Washington Redskins, Adrian Peterson. So Adrian Peterson, um, this guy, this guy made 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 a lot of money as a running back, 
in the NFL. Here he is. Here he is um, in his latter part of his season, ending, you know, near the end of his career, and um, he's broke. This man, this man, you know, he signed an eighty million dollar contract, forty million dollar. He, he 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 earned over hundred million dollars while playing, you know, thirteen to fourteen seasons in in the NFL. And he and he owes, forget about taxes, but he owes business partners and. Over five point three million dollars. So that, that that tells us that this this little game we playing. Uh, why we keep saying, you know, leave a legacy for our children. You're lying. You're stunting. Don't give a damn about them damn kids. You're stunting. And if anybody would have gave a damn about those kids, outside of what LeBron James did, you would have some type of a school, uh, you know, and Jalen Rose did a school, uh, you know, him also P Diddy, you know, they, you know, God bless them, they all did schools, but they're doing public, they're doing charter schools. So you, 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 you're still being uneducated, or miseducated, because you're learning how to play in their system and in their game, and these kids are still not not being empowered. Yeah, they're being educated. But they're, they're being educated to prepare to work to, to work for someone else, for the majority. I'm not talking about the few that might pop out of there, you know, you know, out of you know 500 kids, maybe five or six of them may become Oprahs or Tyler Perrys, but 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 the other 98 of them, 98 percent or what have you, uh, end up in, in in the working force, uh, chasing bills, living check out check you know check you know, uh, living check to check that is. That's not of God, and, and they're not leaving a le- legacy because because God wanted you to have an abundance. He wants you to have more than enough, and yet you, you're living in a means of a society that has enslaved you, miseducated you, misguided you, and 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 yet nobody. Uh, uh, have have the decency uh, to want to do better. So I'm gonna switch over here. I'm gonna switch over here and see can I get I get these uh, videos playing. I, I do I do apologize for that because I I got some powerful videos and I know it it ain't nothing but the devil trying to uh, disrupt the show, but it's not going to happen because I have some really uh, uh, powerful stuff I want you guys to hear. Dealing with um, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, also uh, Dr. Um, Forrest Suarez, uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Forrest Suarez. He was on the um, he was on um, Dr. Boyce Watkins' uh, show recently, and he was talking about how the black politicians have sold us out. All this justification going on. Don't 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 sit there and think, that, oh, the white folks trying to oh, they had help. They sitting down, all these black politicians are sitting there going to our churches and yeah, vote for me and I'm a greedy baby. Kasim Reed, a jackass. Here in Atlanta, former mayor of Atlanta. They're going to lock his ass up. I promise you. Come 2020, he's going to get indicted and they're going to lock his ass up. Every, every every time they sit there and take the white man's dollar, when they're when, when they, they done in office, they go right behind him and lock their asses up. 
And each year, the jackasses, black politicians, fall for that damn okey-doke. So amazing, man. But, ne- but nevertheless, uh, Dr. Foster, uh, he talks about these coward-ass politicians who are selling us out in our communities and how we are losing the battle, so to speak. But, but but he also interesting thing he talked about was that that really shocked me was about the um, the foster care system. I, I had no idea about that and how that operated. Man, that 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 really blew my mind. I mean, I, I was like, wow. I mean, I had no idea that all all those things that were going on in the foster home. But I'm gonna try to play this video with our dear brother Dr. Miles Monroe, and he's talking about ownership and wealth. Uh, here's uh, Dr. Miles Monroe talking about wealth. Verse 13, I have seen a grievous evil 
under the sun. Wealth hoarded to the harm of its owner or wealth lost through some misfortune so that when he has a son, there's nothing left for his son. Now, that dear brother, Dr. Miles Monroe, man, I want to bring that to you real quick. Um, he, he's, at a, he's at a church, but, he, but, but um, he, he's putting this in biblical terms. But, but nevertheless, he's really explaining on how, you know, I, I remember Steve Harvey said a few months ago about he made a comment that was asinine. He said people who, who sleep more than, I think, two or four hours a day are lazy. Are lazy, and, and again, he's out here getting all this money, this wealth. But you see his daughters and his children. Ain't no, I'm doing jack shit. Flying around Italy, eating here. You know, all them girls he got in the family. He probably got damn near fifty thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars worth of clothes. Period, clothes and purses and, and, and accessories. You know, I ain't lying. If you add them all up. Instead of teaching them about wealth and about finding their purpose and continuing this wealth, he just let them do what the hell they want to do. Again, black folk, we, we, we stunt too damn much. You ride in any white neighborhood in any city around this great country of ours. Just ride around. We used to do it when we were small with our mom. With our mom. What you will see is this. You will see these beautiful houses. Some sitting on acres. But what you will rarely see, or sometimes you won't even see, is a damn late model car. They've been there, done that. You'll see a Hyundai in that son of a bitch, an old Honda, a Kia. You know, something 10 years old or older. I'm not, I'm not talking late model. Cadillac. Ford. Bunch of Fords and Chevys. But us? We're in a apartment. Bentley. Hummer. Land Rover. Just not even educated on this dollar, but we're bragging about, you know, and we're spending all this money flying around doing lectures on generational wealth, you've got to leave something to your legacy. Again, your legacy is in your children. Because if you can teach them the importance of money, and, and all these, these smart young tech kids that are getting these scholarships from MIT and Harvard and Stanford and all these things, and, and, and everybody on Facebook bragging, oh, she just got six scholarships worth $2.8 million to go to Harvard, yeah. What good is it gonna do if she, if she don't say I gotta I gotta create an app or some type of game that young black kids in the inner city can relate to and understand about saving money? Even if if it's that, if it's a damn paper route, working working in, in, in your family's restaurant as my daughters did. But how do we save money? Put it in the bank. Look at some investments. We don't do that shit. Let's be real. Steve Harvey ain't teaching, teaching his, his, no, no matter what, what he's telling you on that talk show, his girl don't know nothing about what, what we're talking about. Neither, neither does Will Smith with your kids. No fucking clue. Yeah, they go out there and, and you see, uh, what his name, Jalen or whatever, he out there in Flint, heading out water. Them people need some pipes, man. Thank you for the water. 
Folks been bringing water for 10 years. They need some pipes. Whole new system in there. And that's what, on a political level. And you got every nationality represented on, on, on their board in their local government. But not a damn one of them has said, listen, enough's enough. Not even the governor. Not even the senator. Not even the mayor. Same problem 10 years later. Because they understand, unlike white people, white folks understand your wealth has nothing to do with your damn pocket. And that house you live in or, or, or your zip code is them damn children. And if, if we can wipe their ass out and dumb them down, you will not have a future generational wealth because there will be nothing to hand it down to. You must wake the hell up and overstand that. Stop fooling yourself with all this braggadocious on Facebook and, yeah, I'm living my best life. We're in Italy. We're in Paris, you know, with my boo. But yet you, 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 you're you feeling your children or depositing nothing in your children. All these lectures, people flying around, I'm not going to name nobody. But that, no damn body comes to town just to talk to your kids 18 and under. And you're not outraged by that? Damn you. You ought to have somebody on, on, on the lecture scene going around talking to your children. Because so many of them, they, they got odd jobs, babysitting, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. How about doing lectures for them? Maybe I'll do that. I don't even know. I probably will start, start that in Atlanta this summer. I probably will. Hit a few, go to make it and hit a few cities uh, around, you know, in, in the uh, Georgia area first, and, and maybe in Florida. Maybe I will. God just spoke that in my spirit. This is serious. This is this is freaking serious, and, and that's why I want to bring it to you because I'm so sick of seeing everybody on Facebook bragging about they they new business ownership. You don't, you ain't ownership. You don't, you we we don't control nothing. Shut the hell up. You got, a, you got a house that the bank on, a car the bank on, and, and, and fooling your friend. Look at God. God ain't got nothing, nothing to do with you spending money on stuff you can't afford. That, that's your city behind. I'm going to play this next insert by um, Dr. Forrest um, Suarez, man, uh, this, this pastor out in New Jersey. And um, I was really loving what he was talking about. I'm going to try to find his video. And um, and um, he, he's talking about some powerful stuff. Find that video in just a moment. So I'm going to let you hear from Dr. Suarez in just a second. And um, he's going to be talking about um, some different things. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to skip Doctor Ford, Ford, Swords right now. I'm going to, I'm going to go back go back into Miles Monroe. I'm sorry, because um, Doctor Doctor uh, I'm going to skip Doctor Suarez because he was talking about he was basically talking about um, about about um, foster homes. And the the the, um, the the importance of foster homes. So I'm gonna go back to Dr. Miles Monroe and let you guys uh, finish hearing uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. You know, 
We are so motivated by wants. We forgot what we need. You need water. You need food. You need suffering. Do you need five flat screen televisions? I remember Abraham's son. Just like your son may ask you a question. So that my children ask me questions too. You know, they say, Daddy, how are we going to do this? She Daddy, how are we going to pay this? And Abraham's son asked him the same question. Where's the sacrifice? And his answer was a good answer. Make it your answer this year. What, what did he say? The Lord will provide. Give him a praise right there. That's why, dear brother, Dr. Miles Monroe, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, really, really breaking it down, man, about ownership and, and, and how we um, are so caught up. And we're so caught up in that, in that title of ownership. And, it, and, and, and it's such a, um, uh, a, toxic, a toxic word. But, but again, because we're trying to be so worldly, well, the world says we got to own and, and like he said, God made us rulers. If you look, you know, if you're going to look at look at it from a from a spiritual stance, standpoint, um, he said to rule the earth and have dominion. He said damn thing about owning the earth. I could have sworn, you know, it also said, you know, the, the scripture also said that God says the earth is mine and the fullness thereof it. So how in the hell can you own anything that you did not create? <laughs> it's just so amazing. I mean, think about it. You know, oh, he owns the, he owns the uh, the Lakers. Oh, Bob Kraft owns he. You know, yeah, he he thinks he does because we know white white folks created created the world for themselves. This is their heaven. Let's let's be frank. So you know, you know, no shade, but that's why they play God so often. You look at the educational system, and I'm gonna close out. And I'm going to close out with a quote from Dr. Claude. I'm going to finish up with Michi X. And she was, she's talking about um, generational wealth, and, and, and uh, she's very passionate about it. But um, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm going I'm to close out with, with, with this, this, this saying here in the educational system. Most, most of young black boys in the educational system. Uh, they 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 are systematically ran out of out of high schools and well all schools, uh, dealing with public schools first, then charters and so forth. But but mainly from 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 uh, K, kindergarten from K one to to twelfth grade, because you have you have a white teacher, which is like eighty eight percent of the teachers are white, who do not know or understand uh, our culture. Our 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 uh, history, and she don't have to, <laughs> you know, she doesn't have to. Uh, therefore, when, when you see a young boy in class acting up or clowning or what whatnot, because some some kids speak loud and aggressive, and again, it's, it's culture. It's all depending on where they, where they grew up and their family and their, their environment, and all these things are going to factor. These teachers never have classes on that. Cause know why? They don't give a shit. I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the system, not just teachers. Don't give a shit. They don't have to. Because ideally, they want them to, to push those black boys out of those schools and get them out, off of those streets and into those jails. 
just recently, uh, they tried to um, they arrested a young boy um, for for playing dodgeball back late and in, in last and in May before school let out last year. Um, make a long story short, black kid, ten year old, was playing dodgeball in PE and he hit a white boy in the nose, white kid in the nose. And fast forward, here it is in August. Now the mother want, want, wanted to press charges, saying, "Well, my kid was um, he had some health issues, and 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 um, and now you know he he's suffering, you know, and he did break his nose, by the way, when he hit, hit him with the dodgeball. But lo and behold, the the city of Ohio, I forgot what city it was, in. I don't know, I don't want to say Detroit. They actually arrested this kid, took him to juvenile, juvenile home, three months three months after this incident happened. They locked that boy up." For PE, and then, then just last week they they dropped the charges. But see, you understand some how how the game is, how the system works. They they knew they weren't going to charge him, but the trauma, but 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 the for the trauma to hit him is what they're after. The damage is already done, and they did what they wanted to do. They know they know they know that locking that kid up for that. Gonna traumatize him the rest of his life because most of most of the time when these kids get traumatized by something like that, the parents don't take them to school. I mean, I mean, take them to counseling. Just hug them a lot, give them toys, and give them TVs and, and, and games to play. And yet, they, every night that kid he, he relives that incident, like like the little kid in New York last 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 summer last um, school term. Uh, he he in the store getting ready to go to school. White woman say he touched on the butt. This boy's paranoid. He went on Good Morning America, and 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 and, and when he said, when he initially said he didn't he didn't forgive the white woman, what did what did the, the system do? They brought him on Good Morning America with his mama, and 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 when they asked him again, do you forgive the lady? He he looked at his mother, and said, Yeah, I forgive her. Because the white folks need to hear that. They need they need they need to hear that Christian term. We can do whatever we want to do you, and you will always forgive us. And again. You're so busy trying to get a, make a freaking dollar and paranoid about trying to look good and all these reality shows that who who gets neglected? These damn kids. Think about all your favorite celebrities and how jacked up their kids are. What do you think about that next time you sit there celebrating? Oh, look at some, look at Will Smith. Look at Will Smith's kids. One thing he's gay. The other thing thinks he's a dyke. I can go straight down the list. Think about that next time. Dr. Claude Anderson, and I'm paraphrasing Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, what he said was he, he was talking about ownership. He said ownership is really greed and corruption in disguise of capitalism. And he said capitalism is owning other humans for the purpose of wealth and creating legacies, which is Generational wealth. In other words, as he always say, you you black folks can never be a capitalist because you you were the damn capital. <laughs> black folks forget that you when you when you you say capitalism, the white folks they say your ass was the capital. We man because because we can't get you for free no more. Just remember that, and just remember Wall Street slavery created Wall Street. In this whole big circle that, that you're trying to chase and fought and got boys walkers and all these people trying to tell you how to how to invest, 
That's their game. That's not our game. And that's why we're losing, and, and, and that's why we're missing the mark every single time. I'm going to end this show, man. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you all were inspired by this show, man. And as we always say in parting, to love yourselves and to know yourself, and to know yourselves comes by spending time with God. I'm going to leave you with, with our dear sister, Michi X, man. And she's talking, uh, basically, uh, her show was about the young kid that, that um, was arrested for hitting a white kid in the nose playing dodgeball. But she was also, she's also, at the end of her segment, she's trying to explain to black folks where your wealth is. And, and, and if we don't we don't protect these babies, there'll be no damn wealth to hand down to, idiots. Thank y'all again for tuning in, man. Peace and God bless. It's Michi X. Which leaves what? Twenty one percent of black people who are either atheists, who are some other religion like Catholic, right? Who practice spirituality, or who are either in the nation of Islam. So how little is the number of nations of Islam compared to the African Americans in this country? I'm just guessing. I mean, when you look at the number of 21% and then you take everybody out to send them other things, I'm just going to throw a wild guess out there and say they might be, I don't know, 12, 15%. It's that of the black population. See, that's that, that's that thing that resonates and tells you that you don't need everybody. You just need the right ones. So with that small-ass percent, because almost 80% of us is walking in this Christianity bullshit, that small amount does all of that. They build schools, they build farms, they built up communities, they do for their own, they do for themselves. So it don't take everybody. And if the nation can do it, then why the fuck can't the rest of us do it? So let's not even look to other motherfucking races, for example, of how they build their shit up so we can do it in the sense that we don't have to leave our children in these schools. Homeschooling, community schools, building our own schools. Because we can't leave our children in these predicaments. After what happened to this little 10-year-old boy, I'm telling you right now that more shit is going to continue to happen to our babies while, while, while they're in these schools. We have to get our children out of these systems. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't focus on our children, there's so many things for us to focus on in this country as black people. But if we don't begin to move forward first in doing something for our children that are in these school systems that they are constantly sending to jail every motherfucking day, like they've done to this 10-year-old baby, charging them with all of this shit, throwing our children away. We're not going to have any future. So what are we fighting for reparations for, y'all? If you get a check and it's enough for you to build something and leave it to your children and a legacy, what legacy will you have? And we get out of the situation that we're in and we're fighting everything that we're doing, but if we don't save our children first, what the fuck will we have? Those of us that are older, we're dying every motherfucking day. Our babies are dying every motherfucking day, too. But what is the point of building something and fighting for our freedom if there's nothing a fucking generation to leave it to? So as many things that we have to fight in this country, I suggest the one that protects our children and that really focuses on saving our kids should be one of our biggest, must forefront concerns right the fuck now. Not tomorrow, not next month, not next week, not next generation. Right the fuck now. Because if we don't save our children, there will be no generation and anything too. They will all fucking be gay. They will all fucking be transgender. They will all be in the fucking school to prison pipeline and you won't be able to get to your children because they will be made fucking eternal slaves all of their goddamn 
they are going to be so conditioned, they coming back. People say recidivism rates are the highest in this country. I want you to know that it's on purpose. They never intend to rehabilitate anybody in jail. That's why the younger they get you, the more that they get your mind entwined in that type of a lifestyle and a child that has been conditioned in prison because prison is a society. Just like the one we live out. Prison is a whole nother society inside of there. But they get conditioned in that society that becomes comfortable, that becomes their home. And the sooner you get a child conditioned in that environment, they're never going anywhere because you can't lock up a child at a very young age and then let them out in their 30s. And the last thing they ever knew, they had never had a real job. They never began to reel their own life. They had never paid a fucking bill. They never really even had a real relationship. They never had any of these things. And you condition them in prison and you throw them out as a 30-year-old child because in their mind, it's what the fuck they are. And they've grown up in a prison system. The fucking things that they do to us psychologically is the most damaging weapon that they have ever used against us is our fucking mind. This is why they condition our children to that. So whether it's them dying in the streets, whether it's them getting fucked up in the school system, all of these things that keep happening to our children, I just want to say that I 